Hey everyone, uh, my name's Brad. I'm going to be uh, presenting the message today. And we're following the topic, Help Holy Spirit, which we've been looking at as a church for a little while now. And um, salvation and sanctification is is the, the main topic that I'll be looking at. So we're looking at the Holy Spirit, but we're really, I guess I'm really focusing on the salvation part of the role of the Holy Spirit. And that's going to be through Titus chapter 3. Uh, we're going to get to that in the, in a second. Uh, you're probably wondering why I have a big Mac box here. It actually has a big Mac in it. Um, I'm actually going to use this burger as a way of, of helping us um, through the steps of salvation, which actually happen in, in Titus. So with a Big Mac, right, you have seven ingredients, you know, two off beef patties, special sauce, lettuce, cheese, pickles, onions on a sesame seed bun. There's seven. And I've come up with seven uh, ingredients for salvation. Now, John Stott's um, commentary has been very, very helpful in in coming up with those. I've added an extra one so that I can be um, in line here with the Big Mac. And so um, it's just a funny way of, of looking at the Bible. And for those who are watching this who are really kind of um, a bit silly like me, you'll have a bit of fun with this. So let's read Titus uh, chapter 3, and it's starting from verse 3 to three to 8. We'll have a read of it, and then we're going to unpack it together, looking at, at the role of the Holy Spirit in it. So let's have a look. It says this, Once we too were foolish and disobedient. We were misled and became slaves to many lusts and pleasures. Our lives were full of evil and envy. And we hated each other. But when God our Saviour revealed his kindness and love, he saved us. Not because of the righteous things we have done, but because of his mercy. He washed away our sins, giving us new birth and new life through the Holy Spirit. He generously poured out the Spirit upon us through Jesus Christ our Saviour. Because of his grace, he made us right in the sight, in his sight, and gave us confidence that we will inherit eternal life. This is a trustworthy saying, and I want you to insist on these teachings so that all who trust in God will devote themselves to doing good. These teachings are good and beneficial for everyone. So like I said, seven ingredients in a Big Mac. And we're going to look at seven ingredients uh, that are happening here in salvation. Now, the first ingredient, so for the Big Mac, right, we've got the bun on top. So let's start with the bun, all right? That'll be our first point. And so the bun is going to represent the need for salvation, okay? Um, I just have to take an honest look at myself and I can say, yeah, I need to be saved. And you could probably do the same. You could turn on the TV or listen to the radio, to the news and and bear witness to the evil in the world, uh, the evil in people. Um, or you could read 
what's happening here in Titus chapter 3 right at the start um, let me just read it again it almost portrays this real um, I guess the devil's playground in some ways the devil has a big influence of what's happening here uh, foolish, disobedient, misled, became slave to, to sin, lust, pleasures, and lives were full of evil, envy, and hated each other. Man, that really paints a picture, doesn't it, of the opposite of what God wants. And so there is a desperate need for uh, being saved. Just for biblical context, so this was written... Uh, Paul is writing to Titus, and Titus' mission field is is Crete, and Crete is an island, and they had a reputation for for behaviour like this. So this is not Paul blowing it out of proportion. This is actually a, a reputation that these guys had. And so, first point on top of the bun is we need salvation. Okay, we need salvation. <coughs> Romans 3.23 also states that we all fall short of the glory of God. We've all sinned. And so we're all in the same boat. We all need saving. When you look at the Big Mac, now this is obviously not made with love, this Big Mac. But on top there is a sprinkle of onions. Okay? So onions is our next layer. I'll leave it like that. Onions is representing the source of our salvation. Okay? So where does it come from? All we need to do is continue on reading and we'll find out. It says this, when God, our Savior, revealed his kindness and love. I'll stop it there because it gives us the answer straight away. For when God, our Savior, revealed his kindness and love. God's love is the source of our salvation. That's where it came from. Uh, God initiated um the process for our salvation. If I can, I'll just quickly read a quote from um, John Stott's book, uh, which says this, Thus salvation originated in the heart of God. It is because of his kindness, love and mercy and grace that he intervened on our behalf. He took the initiative. He came after us. He rescued us from our hopeless predicament. And I think, yeah, John John Stott sums it up beautifully. It's the, the heart of God. It really makes me think of how much God loves us. And you know the, the verse John 3, 16, For God so loved the world, gave his one and only Son. Whoever believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. And all that that's a verse that we can rattle off quite easily. And it's a verse that pretty much everybody knows. Because it's the salvation story in a snapshot. God loved us. God loved us. He initiated it. So that's where our source of salvation comes from. When God revealed his kindness and love. Now the next one. We've got a meat patty here. I won't touch it too much. It's sort of stuck there. But the next one is the meat. Okay. The meat. That is the ground of our salvation. Okay. And this is really cool because this is where we're starting to get a little bit more into it, where it says this, verse 5. He saved us, not because of the righteous things we have done, but because of his mercy. 
Get that? He saved us, not because of the righteous things we have done, but by his mercy. The ground of our salvation is not the stuff that we have done. We haven't earned, you know, salvation by doing great stuff. It's come from the mercy, ultimately the mercy of the cross. Jesus Christ paid the ultimate price for us. Let me just give you a bit of biblical context as well. So Crete was a, obviously a, a, a Greek nation. And um, there was this uh, reading I, I read through one of the Bible commentaries about Zeus. Now, we know Zeus as a, a Greek god, you know, but there's a story that goes along the lines of where Zeus was a human being. He lived on earth and he did great things on earth. He was very, did some great good works. And once he got to heaven, or, or what they would call heaven, um, he became a god because of the righteous things he did on earth. Well, actually, that doesn't actually make sense because, because it's, the Bible saying it's nothing that we've done to earn righteousness with God, to be right with God, but is is what Christ did on the cross that made us right with God. And the heart of the Bible teaches that us, that teaches that very, very regularly, that Christ is the reason, you know, the, the blood that was spilt was because of, for us. And so don't ever lose sight of that. It's not about what righteous things we have done, but about the mercy of the cross. So that's the meat. Underneath, we'll say it's the sauce, the special sauce, okay? The special sauce. That is the means of salvation. And then we'll keep reading because we'll, we'll get the answer for that. The means he washed away our sins, giving us new birth and new life through the Holy Spirit. He generously poured out the Spirit upon us through Jesus Christ, our Saviour. So there we get the mention of the Holy Spirit. And that's what I really want to highlight because that's our topic. That's what we're looking at. That's what we're focusing on. And I don't know about you, but when I talk about my salvation, I don't normally say, I'm being saved by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit's made me new. I often say, you know, thanks to God for making me new or, or whatever language I might use, but I won't normally use the Holy Spirit. And so for us, this is a, a really good turning point. Maybe it's an encouragement. Maybe it's a light bulb moment for you to go, oh, the Holy Spirit plays this, this massive role in in taking what God's done and what Jesus has done and then allowing us to live that out by making us new. Um, let's read um, Galatians 5.16. says this. Oh, one more page. One more. So I say, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives then you won't be doing what your sinful nature craves. The sinful nature wants to do evil, which is just the opposite of what the spirit wants. And the spirit gives us desire that are the opposite of what the sinful nature desires. 
These two forces are constantly fighting each other. So you are not free to carry out your good intentions. But when you are directed by the Spirit, you are not under obligation to the law of Moses. So there we see the two, I guess, at force. The Holy Spirit and obviously the evil spirit. And the Holy Spirit wants us to live out our salvation. Wants us to live it out. And I love where Titus says, it's it's almost like a new... It's a new opportunity. I'm reading some of the, I think it's mentioned in John Stott's book as well. God never just repairs us. He makes us new. And that's that's an amazing thing that God wants us to live lives that are full and overflowing with his love and his Holy Spirit. So the means, or for this sake, the, the source Sort of hidden a bit there, but obviously makes is a vital ingredient for the Big Mac. The Holy Spirit is a vital ingredient for salvation. Okay. Um, our next one. So there's a gherkin on there. So let's let's use the gherkin. Okay. Most people pick them off. I eat them sometimes. It depends what mood I'm in. But the gherkin, the gherkin is the goal of our salvation. Okay. The gherkin is the goal of our salvation. What's the goal? Well, let's just keep reading. It says this. Um, because of his grace, he made us right in his sight and gave us confidence that we will inherit eternal life. Eternal life is the goal of salvation. You know, you know, John three sixteen. at the end of it, it says, you know, for God's love the world, he gave his one and only son. Whoever believes him will not die, but have eternal life and um romans 6 23 uh, let's just have a quick look at that one romans 6 23 romans 6 23 says this for the wages of sin is death but the free gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus, our Lord. That's the goal of salvation, isn't it? The goal is eternal life. Okay, so that's the gherkin. And um, there's lettuce on here, not much. It's very expensive at the moment, that's probably why. So there is a bit of lettuce, I have seen it. So the lettuce, okay, that is the evidence of... Of our salvation, the evidence, and we find that in verse eight it says this: "This is a trustworthy saying, and I want you to I want you to insist on these teachings, so that all who trust in God will devote themselves to doing good. These teachings are good and beneficial for everyone. So they um, devote uh, devote yourselves to doing good. Now." I remember a number of weeks ago, and people have reminded me of this, I went to the church and I picked an orange and I showed the, everyone in the church this orange came from a tree on the church property. And I also said that I wasn't sure what sort of fruit it was until it produced fruit. So I knew it was an orange tree because of the orange that I picked. And that's the same in our lives. People know who we belong to by the fruit that we produce. You know, um, in Galatians where it talks about the fruit of the Spirit, 
in Galatians 5.22. Um, fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, and self-control. Got there. Those, if we are producing those things, that's evidence of our salvation, that we've been saved by God through Jesus uh, and given this, I was going to say energy, but it's a lot more than energy. We've been made new again through the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit guides us and directs us into living out the fruit of the Spirit. And so that's the evidence of our salvation, what's going on here. The evidence is how we act and how we, how we conduct ourselves. Now, I said there's a seventh one. I don't know if you can see this, but right down the bottom, pretty slack, is a bit of cheese. I don't know if you can see that. There is a, there is a bit of cheese on there. And so we haven't mentioned the cheese. And the cheese is the last ingredient. And for me... The final ingredient, and, and this is not necessarily from the Bible or necessarily from John Stott. This is just my own thinking, is that we need to do this together. You know, cheese sort of sticks to things. That's my sort of funny analogy that salvation, it's a personal thing, yes. But when we're living it out, we can't live it out by ourselves. We need the church community. We need to get alongside each other. We need to encourage each other. We need to pull each other up when when we need to. And we need to encourage and pat people on the back. And we need to get alongside. And we need to pray for. And we need to be there as Christians, brothers and sisters um, in, in fellowship. But also evolving as people. And, and uh, pushing each other to be better in our walk, in our faith. And I think that's really important that our salvation story doesn't become a personal, selfish thing, even though we're living it out. But it also needs to be, our salvation needs to be ongoing and it needs to be encouraging our fellow um, brothers and sisters in Christ. So our church is really important role in our salvation about helping us to live it out. Okay. Uh, let me finish with a quote from John Stott. And it really helps tie in the trinity of, of, of what's happening here in our salvation. We've learned, uh, learned and heard about God. We've learned and heard about Christ. We've learned and heard about the Holy Spirit. But I think John Stott really puts it together. He says this. For here are the three persons of the trinity together engaged in securing our salvation. The love of God the Father who took the initiative. The death of God the Son in whom God's grace and mercy appeared. And the inward work of God the Holy Spirit by whom we are reborn and renewed. Uh, yeah, great, great kind of summary of what's happening here in Titus chapter 3, 3 to 8. And just to finish... Um, I just wrote down um, six little things that I got out of this message because um, I've learned a lot through this message. It was, it's been a difficult message to kind of get my head around. Um, but these are just my own personal thoughts to finish with, okay? Based on what I've learned putting this together. That first of all, the Holy Spirit loves us. The Holy Spirit loves us. 
the Holy Spirit wants to be in relation. He wants us to be in relationship with God. The Holy Spirit renews us. The Holy Spirit gives us new birth, new life. Uh, the Holy Spirit has a major role or plays a major ingredient in our salvation. And the Holy Spirit equips and encourages us to live out our salvation. So with that in mind, let me pray to close off. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you that we get this amazing opportunity to be friends with you through uh, your initiative, through Christ's sacrifice, and through the renewing of the Holy Spirit in our lives. Father, we do want to say thank you for our church. Thank you for the, the, the Christian brothers and sisters who have encouraged us along the way. Help us to be an encouragement to others. Help us to live this out. Help us to produce the fruits um, of the Spirit. And allow our salvation story to be ongoing in what we do and say. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.